one's muted. Hello? 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 Yeah. Are you recording, Dave? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. The clock isn't moving. Are you sure? Let's yeah. test it just to be sure. <laughs> I just did. No, test the... Hello, this is David Riley with my co-host, Joel White. Today, we're actually recording... I know, it's a, it's a new change for us. I know, it's messed up. Uh, this is the podcast for October 6, 2005. Uh, as seems to be what's becoming our norm, Joel and I had interesting food experiences. Uh, before he embarked on his journey out of the wilds of Germantown, I queried to Joel whether he'd like to enjoy a shawarma with me over at Saad's Halal Palace, which you may remember that we mentioned a mere three weeks ago. It um, may only seem like two, but that's because there are only actually two recorded podcasts. If you want me to put out 45 <laughs> minutes of silence, I will. <laughs> but wait, i got to edit it. 30 minutes of silence. It's totally minimalist. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Joel and I failed to realize that October 3rd was the start of Ramadan. And Saad don't play around when it comes to God. Yeah, I guess he falters with us. But not with Allah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't get it, man. I wish they would open up sooner, you know. I mean, did it really take a whole month to to reveal the Quran? It's not that long. (laughs) My question is, if they can afford to be closed for a month, they got to be reeling in the big box. Well, we eat there at least twice a month, I would imagine. (sighs) Maybe not that frequently, but there's a lot of people there. All I know is, I go to Alibaba's magic food truck every day, and he ain't closed for Ramadan. <laughs> well, uh, his ass is going to hell. <laughs> not before he gives me free sodas. <laughs> well, I gotta imagine the other reason Saad's cleans up is because it's across the street from a mosque. Pretty good. That's actually uh, one of the most important mosques in Philadelphia, too. Makes sense. I mean, I always see people around it. Yeah, well... Walking home Friday afternoon, you're just wandering through a sea of, like, giant West African Muslims in those, like, shiny robes. Yeah. And, like, little hats. <laughs> uh, so, because Saad had to pay religious homage, Joel and I were forced to go to Lee's Hoagie House. Which closes for no reason. But maybe they should. Quickly upon sinking our teeth into the sandwiches... Joel and I remembered why we stopped going to Lee's Hoagie House. Their cheesesteaks suck. For real. I don't even know what kind of bread was that on. It wasn't a good roll. It was so doughy, too. Like, so much bread. Not any steak. Mushrooms on my steak. Not even cooked. Not only that, but it seems that in our interim since last we went to Lee's Hoagie House, they've hired a new waitstaff, including a very mustachioed woman hardcore like i couldn't even i can't even grow that kind of mustache now i can't guarantee that i could either <laughs> what's even more incredible is that it takes a woman a considerably long time to grow a mustache in the first place unless she was originally a man i don't want to think about it all i got to say is i can understand that maybe you're not the best looking person in the world but uh 2 minutes Every 30 days 
is a step in the right direction. Yeah, even if you were just to reduce it, not get rid of it completely, it might be a little better. Like, you don't have to go and get plastic surgery. Nobody's forcing nose jobs on you. Just get your lady big. Like, <laughs> and I was, just, just shape it up a little bit. I was going to say you shave your legs anyway, but we don't really have a guarantee of that. <laughs> and I'm not going to be the one that checks. A wise choice. So, after our failure with food, we had a failure in the video games market, too. But that turned into a rousing success with only a bit of work. Joel and I made it our purpose to track down a copy of Shaolin Monks for rent. I was confident that we could rent this game because it had Mortal Kombat in the name, whereas the games we usually run rent aren't popular enough. <laughs> and then we went crappy Baldur's Gate games... That we soon regret. We almost made the mistake of buying the, or getting renting the sequel to Champions of Norath. I hear this time the armor actually works. Instead interesting, just, interesting change. Instead of just looking ugly and uh, doing nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to spend that hard-earned money somewhere. But anyway, we stopped at the uh, Blockbuster on 48th Street, and much to our chagrin, they had three copies of the game. All of which were rented. My favorite part is, Joel makes the suggestion that we ask the guy behind the counter if he's got the game. And I was kind of trepidatious, because that never works. Like, that's something that you see in movies, except it's so lame that it would never be in a movie. <laughs> but it's like that movie logic. The evidence that this actually occurs is completely anecdotal. Yeah. It's like, I heard once from this guy whose buddy did it. <laughs> Yep. But, you know, we figure, what do we have to lose? So we ask. And the guy starts flipping through the games, and he goes, Mortal Kombat, Shaolin Mugs? Joel and I perk up. Yes! Oh, I don't have that. <laughs> totally bizarre. What the F? <laughs> Zomag. <laughs> oh, but a quick trip to Grace Ferry. Though Which was dangerous. really deserted. Like, zombie movie deserted. Joel, one of your infamous zombie fortresses is in Grays Ferry. It's true. We pass it every day. Right across the Brit from the British Petroleum. Yeah, anyway, if, you, if the zombies ever take over and you need a fortress... Don't take that one? I'm not going to well, I don't know. But there's lots of space. The more people, the better. You can find more zombies. Yeah, but you got to dish out more food. If we have more people, we can kill more zombies, Dave. We could cut a path through the zombies. Well, let's not get into that. What you missed last week was Joel and I's rather rousing discussion into co-op. Wow, it was a really good podcast. Yeah, we were pretty excited about it. I mean, I can talk it up so much because there's no evidence that it wasn't. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that an angel was dictating to me while making the podcast. But, but we only know that 450 years after I'm dead when some other guy writes it down. Oh, okay. snap. <laughs> I am dead Breaking like Salman Rushdie. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks is a game that is only interesting to me because it has co-op. But because it has co-op, it's totally awesome. Even when it's spelled with a K. Like everything in that game is, even co-op. I feel like I should emphasize the K just so that you understand that they did not spell it with a C, but with a K. It well, was Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks <laughs> Co-op! Do you often spell Monks with a C? No. But it's got a K in it, so I had to emphasize it for continuity. 
Everyone knows that if you spell with a K, it's cool. I also spelled cool with a K. I don't know if you could tell that. <laughs> he totally did. Maybe I didn't emphasize it enough. Huh, Joel? Maybe cool is a... I feel like maybe I get a little more phlegm into it. <laughs> cool. cool. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Unlike games like Baldur's Gate and Champions of Norath and anything else set in a fantasy milieu, co-op in this game is actually fun and not just an excuse to make the game playable. <laughs> I missed out on... I missed the hot elf action, I gotta say. Yeah, you know, it's tough playing a two-player game where one of your characters isn't in a chainmail bikini. <laughs> But we got by. We're we're banking on unlockable costumes. <laughs> that is gross. Ain't it the you truth? make me sick. <laughs> anyway, what's really sweet about this game is that there's the possibility to do seemingly infinite uh, air combos because you can you can catch guys in the air after your partner is done doing combos to them. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. It's actually real co-op. It's not just the both of you swarming on a goblin and hitting X yeah. until it falls over. Well, see, I think the difference here is they actually take advantage somewhat of a 3D environment. In fact, the game seems like it wouldn't even be fun to play. Well, it would be The more... allure of buying the moves is pretty strong, I have to say, it's after, true. after playing this. Any game that lets you buy stuff is an immediate draw for me. <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Yeah, but I think I, I would get really bored once I'd bought everything. Which would probably be after like the first level since... Well, you just like to hang back and do the fatalities on everyone. That's just because I get whatever. You don't have like to do the million, combos. A million billion experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm terrible at getting the combos, but that's because Joel's so good at pushing them away from me. <laughs> All for Joel. I was never that good at fighting games anyway. It's, it's true. Though slightly better at 3D fighting games than I was 2D, so... Maybe I'm just losing it all in my old age. Back to the co-op. Uh, they've got actual moves, aside from the air juggling, which is fun, though a little awkward when your partner is me. Uh, <laughs> they've got actual cooperative moves, such as what? throwing. You can throw a fireball at your buddy. And he yeah, and he like spins people. around and splits it up. I don't know why that's a cool idea. Like, how do you figure that out? It's like, I'm spinning. Set me on fire. <laughs> it seemed to work in the Fantastic Four movie. Did it? I thought that like she just made a shield, so no one was actually being thrown, like fire having fire thrown at them. I guess so. That movie was awful. That was a really terrible movie. <laughs> Jerry dragged me to see that in the middle of the day. <laughs> That's why. Are I you don't... sure he didn't want to go see Stealth? I hear that movie was awesome. It's got dog fights. <laughs> and Hello Cool J. Wait, no, it doesn't. It had Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> I wish it had Hello Cool J. I hear he's got a hat like a shark man. <laughs> So the song goes. Anyway. Another excellent movie, <laughs> but not much to do with Mortal Kombat. In that, the only, there's only a couple detriments I can see with the game so far. Um, jumping. Or, well, anything involving jumping is a little awkward. Though the 3D is fairly well utilized, more so than playing a 3D game that only lets you interact with a 2D plane. Yeah. Um... It's still kind of a pain in the butt when they make you jump on the platforms. But they're so forgiving about it, I don't care. Usually I don't even look where I'm jumping. As Joe will attest, and I just fall into the spikes and keep going. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really do that much damage anyway. And every time you kill a guy, you get life back. Pretty much. Um, but between that and the uh, the awful secrets that are impossible to get, we 
looked them up on the internet almost immediately, um, and they're still hard. Well, it's because there's a there's one impossible secret in every room, and there's no way you would figure it out. Yeah, half of them are like knock this guy onto the spikes, and then you have to bring another guy over to this place and knock him in the air, but then jump after him and then knock him in the air again and then throw him, and then you get the coin. But there's. I guess it's kind of cool, but I just wonder, you know, how do people figure these secrets out? <laughs> do you just play a room over and over again? I guess so. you got to assume there's one in every room. Joel, I have a question for you, though. Hmm. Is it worth it when the end result is some sweet-ass concept art? Normally, I would say yes. <laughs> Joel, if I know anyone who's a fan of concept art, it's you. It's re- it was really only for Soul Calibur. All I must admit that uh, there was an art gallery in Street Fighter Three. I was pretty psyched about. <laughs> but Soul Calibur, when you bought the art, you actually got stuff. Yeah, but some of that stuff was really weak. It was like the battle demo pretty where much, you just watch the character. Pretty play. much all of them were weak. There weren't any alternate costumes in. The, yeah, there were. Oh wait, there were there alternate were like costumes and four. new weapons, and new levels. No, there, there were alternate like, there was like one alternate weapon for every character. In the first, no, there were there were two for some characters. Yeah, okay, but there weren't many. There no. were just there were yeah, It wasn't like a Soul, Soul Calibur two. two. Yeah, there were the secret weapons in Soul Calibur two blue. Not as bad as the secrets in Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monk. Yeah, it was exclusively. It was ex- almost exclusively. We got one versus mode arena, but really, Mortal Kombat wasn't a good fighting game to begin with. So. And I can't. I think the versus mode in this game was like Shaolin Monks, where you fight each other, and that would be whack boring in this like in this fighting. So engine. lame, and your guys would be so small. Yeah, it wouldn't be any fun at all. <laughs> On that tip, the uh, the character models ain't that pretty, but I'd say they're a step above like a Baldur's Gate game. Well, yeah, because you actually zoom in and see them sometimes. Yeah, once in a while. And you only have to fight, like, five of the exact same monster in a room instead of, like... Which, with the combo system... 99. Yeah, and with the combo system, it's, like, half as boring because you actually hit different buttons. Yeah, there's... That makes me so mad. But we keep running these games. Well, it's because we like dungeon crawlers. Well, I like two-player games. Yeah, yeah, just in general. Any game that you can play with a friend is already t- twice as good as it would be without. Yeah, if not more. So if GameSpot gave this one a 7 out of 10, the fact that you can play it with your friend makes it a 14 out of 10. Yeah. I think my math is pretty solid They actually on that gave one. it a 7.5, so 15 out of 10? Yeah, 15 it's out of 10. Half <laughs> as, it's an extra half better than the best. <laughs> Take that. This is what I really like to see. It seems like there's a resurgence in co-op recently. Um... I'm going to say Halo sparked the trend just because it was so popular. Whether or not Well, Halo like... 2 was practically a multiplayer game. The The campaign mode in Halo 2 was a joke. I, I never even beat it because you punked out and beat the whole game when I wasn't around. Dude, playing it on Legendary was taking forever. How long did it take us to beat the first level? Five hours? I think so, <laughs> which is funny because that's about how long Jerry told us the entire game was. On normal, I guess. <laughs> I think I actually made fun of them in uh, one of the posts on the website. So if you want to hear me rant, you can just go to the website, and it'll be more concise. And check the forums, and join them, so more people can say they like us. <laughs> but, uh, you know, co-op was around before co-op was a word in that context. That's true. It used to be two-player. Yep. Was this there, a two-player game? Actually, the big one was uh, two-player simultaneous. 
That's what I always used to say. Like, <laughs> Are you serious? Like Contra. Two players simultaneous at the same time. Contemporary play. It's just funny when you say it's like a two-player game. I know you're going off like Mario Brothers where two-player yeah. means like when Mario dies, Luigi comes in. Which is stupid. Like That wasn't fun at all. No one ever played Mario Brothers two-player. Because why couldn't you just play a one-player game and switch the controller back and forth? Accomplishing the same purpose. I guess it's because like Mario had a score system, but it had levels, so it was no one really focused on getting a high score. You had to beat the levels. Yeah. It wasn't like Pac-Man. No Pac-Man had levels. <laughs> yeah, but it was about high scores. <laughs> Considering every level was exactly the same, barring the inclusion of certain fruit products. My favorite was the cherry. <laughs> Whatever. It was all about the pretzel. Because <laughs> it didn't belong. It's <laughs> true. It's like a little Sesame Street lesson. Anyway... Other strange things about this is that the two main characters are, in fact, not Shaolin monks. And, and you, the Shaolin monks ain't that great from yeah, what we've seen. If you make it to the second level, they just get sort of punked over and over again by uh, Barakas. Mostly uh, by the Barakas' flaming rocket spike balls. Yeah, I feel like they, they... I think they went a little over the top in the design department when they made a, uh, a giant flying boulder with spikes on it. I can understand setting it on fire, because that would set whatever it hits on fire. But it's a giant flying boulder. You don't need to impale anything with it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you almost got me. But no spikes. My one weakness. (laughs) It's like I'm invincible to anything that's blunt. A toy. (laughs) All in all, though, um, Shallow Monks, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I would consider playing it again if I didn't have a job and wasn't married good deal <laughs> but there is no way I'll be able to make the time yeah you know Joe me and you used to have a lot more co-op time together well that's cause it like when your parents would go away I would just come over and basically stay at your house those were the days you and uh, about 15 other people <laughs> that like, was awesome it's like I was running a hostel <laughs> and then I called Retha Whore and she hated me forever I don't, I don't recall that but yeah she beat me at Busta Move and I called her a whore <laughs> it was a joke though I didn't mean it all those girls were amazing at Busta Move yeah that was kind of my heyday. Busted Move was like one of the only games I was actually good at. It also helped that I played about one game for every 40 everyone else did, so I had a lot less chance to lose. <laughs> but I would just jump in and school some tiny Asian girl and jump right back out, because that's how I roll. <laughs> okay. Anyway, speaking of beating up on tiny Asian girls, get a robo. Which has... Surprisingly little beating up on tiny Asian girls. Though a few do get exploded. Yeah. So pretty close. <laughs> get a Robo is a reimagining of the original Get a Robo manga, which came out in the 70s. Which has been reimagined like eight times at this point, I believe. Well, it's just one of those things where somebody gets a new idea sometime because Go Naga is awesome and his stuff kicks ass. Let's, even the stuff that isn't directly controlled by him, like, let's go over it. Get her over the TV series. Dinosaurs from the center of the earth. You can't go wrong there. Get a Robo, the, uh, the 13 episode OVA from like 98. Goo Aliens from Outer Space. Was that Shin Get a Robo? Yeah. Here's a little Japanese lesson for you guys. There are actually two Shin Get a Robos out right now. The one from 98 is Shin Get a Robo, like, new Get a Robo. No, no, it's the reverse. Oh, it is? It's the the one from 98 is Shin, like, uh, Truth. Truth. Yeah. 
the, Isn't that great? The new one is actually New Get a Robo, which is kind of depressing because I used to call it New Get a Robo, like the old one. So I guess I lost my anime dork street cred. Whatever. If I, I think it's pretty funny with. that that's the way it works. Yeah. Um, Dude, but I don't think else? we want that kind of street cred. Yeah, Can you even call not. being an anime dork street cred? I guess among anime dorks, maybe like Mom's Basement cred. <laughs> Mom's Basement cred, yo. I'm hardcore. <laughs> I've seen all of you, Hawk Show. Nice. Even the movies? No, I haven't. I have no anime dork Mom's Basement cred. <laughs> I've got a little. Just enough to get me on the inside so I can start throwing punches. Anyway. <laughs> And then New Shin Getter versus Neo Getter, which brought back the dinosaurs, but also plucky young kids. So, not so great on the sixteen-year-old kids save the world. Though uh, the main character, I never, I never saw that one. Ichiro, he was awesome. The there was like a chick and some fat guy because there's always a fat guy. Um, but the whole world gets destroyed. Or wait a minute, is that? No, that's, um... All I know is in, the only one I've ever seen the end of is Shin Getter Robo from 98. And they end up fighting the, uh, the aliens in, in uh, space. <laughs> infinite, like, rip in time. Yeah. It's my opinion that Giant Robot anime is the best thing ever created purely for the special moves and how the characters yell them. And it's also really great because they're always ultra-violent in Getter Robo. Yeah. But this Ghetto Robo redefines violence. Like, uh, the 1998 one was kind of bad. The first one was, like, well, the nineteen oriented The 1998 one is, is made a little more benign just because the enemies are weird, like, globular things. So there's no real attachment to reality or yeah, they, human physiology in the, in the design. They don't really have, like, a... A form. Yeah, so you don't feel bad when they get smashed up. Not that I feel bad when a demon gets smashed up. Oh, that those Oni have got day. to go. All I'd say is, if you're going to twist the demon's head off like a corkscrew, and then pull his spine out, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the new hotness. I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. Yeah, it took me a second to realize it. <laughs> like, I had to ground myself. <laughs> but, uh... In fact... There's one thing, I'm absolutely a stalwart dub fan, but uh, I gotta say, the dub for this kind of sucks, just because American actors can never get, like, the yelling super moves out. I think it's because English is their native language, so they know how to pronounce the moves. <laughs> that is an excellent point, Dave. I had not thought of that. So he says it just like, get a beam. Instead of I can't even do it right because I speak English. I think that Japanese culture is just more intense, you know? That's why they have so many more suicides. I think if I ever fell in love with a Japanese girl who didn't speak English, we could bridge the gap with super robot anime moves. And maybe Sailor Moon moves. <laughs> I don't know many of them. But I can that's imagine the one her, place where our languages really collide. Her cries of passion might be very exciting. Dude, Suzaku passion slice. How about that? <laughs> I, I just made that, that up. I got a dozen of them. <laughs> Get a beam. You can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
we gotta stop until we turn into one of those other anime podcasts. We won't. We won't go there, Dave. Uh, Prius. <laughs> but anyway, actually, that's our next topic. But we're gonna make fun of it because it's stupid. Yes. In fact, it seems that the greatest way to cause damage in giant robot form is with the revealed boob attack, or possibly the more complex but equally satisfying woman vagina reveal. <laughs> that is an excellent way to put it. No lie. You got I mean, I think it's worth buying this DVD just to see this one scene because when there's... you think about woman vagina vagina reveal, you're thinking about it wrong. <laughs> yeah, because what is actually happening is that the vagina this, is revealing a woman. Yeah, this isn't a girl dropping trowel. <laughs> the the at this point the main villain is Seimei, and I guess he'll be the villain for the rest of the series. I don't know. There's only three but, episodes left. Yeah. Well, anyway, he transforms into a giant robot in the middle in the middle episode, or is it the first? Yeah, one? middle episode. And inside his giant robot golem thing are two pillars with vaginas in them. But you don't really know that because they don't really explicitly make it like that. But out Until of a fleshy, come out. out of a fleshy crevasse come two topless women. And I mean, even then, you're like not sure. It looks like they just kind of appeared out of something in the pillar. But then it's they really, show pictures it, of it. It's really the profile shot that does it for you. <laughs> and there is no doubt what the artist was thinking. It doesn't ruin the show for me, but like, guys, what the hell? Well, it's kind of like the penis demon from Dune Megalopolis. Yeah. Like, like, what the hell was that? But it's not a terrible show. You just, at that moment, you're like, okay. I'm glad he smashed it with the rock. <laughs> that was disturbing me. So, we're kind of just going to have to wait for our day in the sun when the vagina-revealed, half-boobed women get smashed well, with rocks? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm feeling it. I mean, and that, I mean, the the half move revealed one is when Sam A returns for the last episode. Well, yeah, in an even bizarre form than before. It's like a giant robot chariot, but that it's he's also connected a to. monster. It's, and it's, it's part of Sam A's body, but on his body is sitting another guy who's also connected to his body, who's holding the reins, which are attached to two women who have, like, I don't even. Parallel breasts revealed for no But the other reason. one's covered up. Yeah. Maybe they're planning to, like, nurse like a baby. <laughs> They've got, like, that little towel you throw over your arm. I don't even know. Joel didn't really seem to get why the guy was driving the robot. It just seemed weird because it was a part of his body, but, I mean, like, they would flash him. He wouldn't do anything most of the time because Sammy would be talking and, like, Waving his weird multi-tentacled arms. Yeah, you don't see the other guy much. But then it, like, flashes the other guy, and he's, like, whipping the reins. Of the rope? Like, there's no horses or anything. Maybe he's, like, a, a stegosaurus, you know, because they say they had two brains, like, one for the tail yeah, and one yeah, for the one head. For the tail. Maybe but, that's what's going on with him. Joe, see, you gotta think of it like Seimei is the CEO of a company. Like, he's got all the power... But he doesn't do everything. He's got to delegate some of his responsibilities. And that's why he's got the driver and the two booed women. Alright, whatever. See, I still don't get it. He's the CEO of that robot. I guess Get a Robo is a fan of having, like, team-up attacks. So in order for them to have their ultimate weapon... Well, obviously, if you've got three guys, it's better than one. So if you got four guys... It's got to be better than three, unless the three guys have the problem is like the three. <laughs> yeah, the problem is the three doesn't ever like they never act as three. There's always one, and there's always one in control. 
So there's no advantage to having all three of them there unless their soul charges it. But it's not. It's powered by Getter Race. No, but them, they do do stuff behind the scenes. Because that, that was the whole point. Did you watch it? No, they never show them doing the stuff behind the scenes, but though. they tell you that if the guy's not there, it's not as good. I know, that's but that's, why, that's all they tell you. They don't explain it. A show like this doesn't have time to. It's too busy blowing up Japan, which is exactly what needs to happen. <laughs> oh, you mean or blow up Japan or all the enemies? Because for the first episode, every time you hit an enemy with an axe, he bleeds for about four seconds and then explodes. I don't see why that's a bad thing. Because frankly, I need more explosions <laughs> in my anime. It leaves less time for harem shows. <laughs> An excellent point. I just always wondered about that. Like, why does he explode later? Like, is there some kind of weird... There's some kind of weird circulatory system where, uh, In the veins and the... Well, like... The, I don't know, two... Maybe he's got, like, a time bomb in his head. And, like, once the blood stops running... It blows up? Well, you take him with you. <laughs> I guess. Except they weren't expecting Getter Beam. <laughs> or Getter Tomahawk, because he just cuts guys and they blow up in front of him. I think it's just for the cool after scene when, like, the smoke is brushing. Well, it's like those samurai films where, like, the samurais cut each other and then there's a pause and one falls over. Except instead of falling over, they bleed purple blood and then explode. <laughs> it's awesome. It, it combines Japanese people's love of dramatic deaths and fireworks. I gotta tell you, you can find worse things to love. Twelve-year-old girls. Sheep. Twelve-year-old girls who are sheep. I think I just threw up a little bit. You know there's someone out there. (laughs) Damn you furries. Anyway. Other points of interest. uh, Shinjuku gets screwed once again. (laughs) I don't know what's This time not by demons. What are you talking about? The whole show's about demons. Well, Ganon Robo blows up a lot of crap, too. <laughs> That's what I like. I'm not blaming it all on the demons. These heroes don't compromise. They're like the Batman of anime. There's all... everything up. <laughs> There's all sorts of collateral damage up in this. Yeah, I've never been to Japan. I don't know what, what's up with Shinjuku, but Joel seems to tell me that it's not a fun place to visit. The train station isn't that fun just because it's some sort of weird labyrinth that you can never figure out. Well, if you saw the movie Demon City Shinjuku, it was also populated by Latino kids with roller skates. Rocket roller skates. Wait, wasn't there a Latino guy in this too? Yeah. And he talked about... Oh La- yeah, La Migra. <laughs> I remember that. There's this random... Yo, oh yeah. It's when... Uh, what's his name? Rioma returns to his old neighborhood and hangs out with his Mexican friend. Whose family has just been picked up by La Migra. Now, I don't know if you know this, but La Migra is Latino-American slang for immigration. Yo, S.A., INS beyond me. Do you want tacos? It was ridiculous. But, but apparently, the really poor sections of Japan are populated by, by Spanish. Spanish people. With guitars? I don't even know what was going on. He had a bandana and some sunglasses. I can confirm the actual existence of a Mexican restaurant in Japan. I saw it in Tokyo. Was it called, like... No, you're thinking of Taco Dono Baba. But taco... <laughs> but taco in Japanese means octopus. And also... My idiot friend just thought it was actually a Mexican <laughs> restaurant, even though there were pictures of octopuses everywhere. God, I love tacos. Is that technically octopi? Rioma's Mexican friend and subsequent apartment destruction does have benefits though because it causes him to get into a big ass knife fight with the mafia yes 
Although the mafia is the one that brings the knives. Rioma brings his uh, fists of fury. Yeah, they brought the knives. He left with them in the guys' asses. Why would he leave with them in the guys' asses? He left them in he the guys' asses. In the guys' asses. Yeah. Wherever happened to them? Or that? just one guy who looks very, very, very sad. <laughs> well, Joel, I've never been stabbed with a knife, but I can imagine that's probably one of the places you don't want it to happen. Yeah. Give taking the a option. Deuce, taking a deuce would probably be pretty terrible after that. Joel, you think you're doing it after that? In a plastic bag, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to catheter that. Awful. Get a Robo is, without a doubt, an anime for men. From its uh, demon explosions to its knives in the Yakuza's ass. Right up to the woman vagina reveal. There's really nothing in this show that isn't made specifically for a male audience. But it's amazing because it's made for real men. Not those sissy queer. Uh, I'm not going to say queers. <laughs> but it's amazing because it's made for real men. Not those little pansies who want to watch Keitaro and he can't get any of the girls. But half the girls are 14 and they're so shy and they're so embarrassed by liking him and they all have crushes on him. But he has to marry the girl from Tokyo University that he met when he was six. They don't have time for that in Get a Robo. Because they just blew up Tokyo University with an Oni head. <laughs> and there ain't nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you. All you need to see is the first five minutes of this show. And when the dude gets his fingers cut off, and Big Jim Slade from the Kentucky Fried Movie comes out and starts a fight with Ryoma, what more do you need? If you are a man, you will like Get a Robo. This is just like a resurgence of Fist of the North Star. Doesn't waste time. Doesn't mess around. I mean, first episode, less than five minutes. He's in a Yakuza fight. <laughs> By the end, scientist guy's kid has turned into a demon with a shotgun, and he's got to stop him before he blows up the Getter prototype. If I recall correctly, uh, it was less than five minutes in Fist of the North Star before someone's head exploded. <laughs> I think it probably happened in the opening credits. God, I love that show. When are we reviewing that? That's next probably week. Probably next week. Or I was thinking we could do a little Mezzo Forte. I heard that was pretty good. <laughs> I hate you so much. Mezzo Forte is an anime that's not made for men. We should end with you're already dead. <laughs> next and then week. like get an explosion sound. <laughs> It'd have to be like the flesh. Oh, we could like fake fight. <laughs> like you do that. Like, like you're already dead. <laughs> Get a Robo. If you have a penis, this show is for you.